Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be here. I want to thank Pastor Allen and the leadership team for inviting me to come and preach God's Word. God's Word is amazing. You know, it's powerful, it's active, it's alive. The Word of God really is His voice. You know, people ask me all the time, what is God saying? I said, you've got 66 books, open it and He'll tell you. You know, everybody's looking for another word, another vision, another thing. And I said, you know, there's enough in the book to be getting on with, to obey. And if God's got anything else to say to you, he'll get your attention. Amen. I love God's word. It's so powerful. I want to just really speak a word of encouragement to you this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit, as I said last night, without the Spirit, the church is nothing. Without the Spirit, the body is actually dead. It's the Spirit that gives life. It's the Spirit that quickens us. He quickens prayer meetings. He quickens men and he anoints them. The best of men are only men. He's looking for somewhere to put his power. He's looking for somewhere. Do you know that you're God's new address? Do you know that he lives in you? That power is in you. That peace, that authority is in little old you and me. He said, you're now my temple. You're where I live. I know we keep asking the Holy Spirit to come, but he's actually never left. He's still here. He's on earth. He's moving powerfully. God is building his church. I want to tell you, I don't care what the news is saying. I don't care what my eyes say. I don't care if they're saying churches. It's, oh know what's happening to the churches, where it's going. I'm telling you right now, God is building his church. And he's going to finish what he started. Can you say amen? He's going to finish what he started. Thank God it's not in the hands of men. Thank God it's not in the hands of just mere men. Thank God he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. He's got the power to take you home. He who started a good work in you is going to get you home. You never started it and you're not going to finish it. He said, I've chose you, you never chose me. I came and found you. I love it when people say, you know, we're in their testimony. I know what they mean. We've all done it. I found God. I'm like, well, apparently he's never been lost. But God came and found us through his grace and mercy. And I want to read a few scriptures to you this morning. I just want to entitle this sermon simply this, God is with us. God is with us. And I pray it will encourage your heart because we need encouraged, we need edified, we need built up after we've been through so much. And life, just being life, I don't know anybody who's not fighting with something somewhere, either outward or inward or family or life or work, just life, you need to know that God is with us. Amen. So in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2 says this, But now this says the Lord, the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. And then in Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I will strengthen you. For I am your God. Yes, I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love the honesty and the frankness of this statement. I love that God doesn't hide anything from the Christian. You know, I heard a preacher once saying, come to Jesus and your life will be like a bed of roses. I wanted to shout back, have you ever ran through a bed of roses? I love the frankness of this statement. I love the honesty of it. When you go through, he's telling us you're going to go through some stuff. When you go through the waters, the waters of turmoil, the waters of grief, the waters of uncertainty, when you go through, and when you go through the fire and the trials and the testing, they won't even scorch you. I am going to be with you. So I love the honesty of God's word that warns us, if you follow me, you will go through many difficult situations. You know, sometimes I wonder about my life as a Christian. You know, there seems to be everybody's blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and then there's me. And I think, wow, I must be following the wrong God. But he said, you're going to go through some stuff. And no one ever put their hand to the plow and looks back. Jesus said, you're not worthy to be my disciple. This is not for wimps. This is for men and women who are surrendered to God through no matter what I go through, God, I'm following you. You rescued me. I had no life. You have given me life that I never had. You died for me. I put my hand to the plow and I'm going on. I'm going to follow you through every obstacle on this journey. Acts 14.22 says this that we will go through many tribulations. Psalms 34, 19 says this, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them from them all. In this verse, I will be with you. There's such an assurance of God's presence. I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I've made a covenant with you. I will never give you a certificate of divorce. I found you. I gave you the new birth. I am your husband, your brother, your friend, your savior. I will never leave you. Even when you leave me, I won't leave you. I've made a covenant. I've made an oath. It's like a child. I will never leave you. There's a divine assurance that God is with me. And that's not based on how I feel or what experience I've had. It's based on the truth of God's word. And God's word is not a man that he should lie. I'm convinced that God loves me and that God is with me. Can you say amen? He's with us. Isn't that great? You know, when I've been married, I don't know, 27 or 28 years no, I don't wake up every morning and say to my wife, you know, do you still love me? Do you still love me? When we have an argument, I don't go, do you still love me? Do you still love me? I mean, we're committed. We're in. And that's just two human beings. God said, I am with you. It's a divine assurance. It's a divine assurance. It's a divine comfort that God is with us. It's a divine fellowship. It's a relationship. Nothing can separate you from it. Nothing can separate you from the love that's in Christ Jesus. Neither life, nor death, nor principalities 
or powers or things to come. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Praise God, that's good news. I know we're a bit reserved. I know we're a little bit, but I mean, nothing can separate me from the love that's in Christ Jesus. When people die, there's a separation. When people's hearts grow cold and love, and in this broken world of divorce and pain, there's a God who said, neither life nor death, once you're mine, you're mine. Nothing can separate you from the love that's in Jesus Christ. I am with you. It's divine fellowship. It's a relationship. And it's not based on how good I am. It's based on what he has done for me. It's not based on my performance. I remember saying to God once, I said, God, are you sure you want me to be a preacher? I went, first of all, you're going to have to sort this accent out. Half the world don't understand a word I'm saying. God, are you sure you've got the right guy? And as you're journeying, you know, say, well, God, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. No, but God said to me, when have you ever been good enough? That's why I died for you. You can never be good enough. You can't add to my love and you can't take away from it. You can't earn it by being good and you can't earn it by falling away. I have decided that I love you with an everlasting love. That's good news. That's the faithfulness of God. That's the unconditional love to imperfect people. Can somebody say amen? You see, we won't, we won't know the love of God. You won't celebrate the love of God until you know how wretched you were. Until you know how black you were. Until you know that every person deserved hell without God's grace. It's divine fellowship. You see, when we get saved, God doesn't save us, right? Start, put us at the beginning and then move away and, and, and say, well, I hope you make it. I hope you've got enough faith to get you there. See you later. I'll see you at the end. No waiting at the end saying, come on, I hope you're there. He said, no, when you go through, I'm going to go right through it with you. I'm going to be right there. You've got a high priest who knows what it's like to go hungry. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to get beat up. He knows what it's like to be crucified. He knows what it's like when your friends desert you. He's cried at graves in grief. You've got a high priest who knows exactly where you're at. Hebrews said we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, men and women who went through some difficult stuff. We just need to read the word to see God's faithfulness to some of these people. I just read out there about Jacob and the Bible says, Jacob have I loved. I'm glad he said Jacob and not just Israel because Jacob for 20 years was a lying, cheating, scheming, lying, cheating, schemer. And he said, Jacob, have I loved? While you were a sinner, while you were far, far away from me, I decided to die for you. Don't try and get my approval. You already had it. I died for you when you were at your worst. Jacob, have I loved? He brought his people out of the house of bondage. 
He brought Israel out of Egypt with great power and great might. There's not a chain, there's not a devil in hell. Nothing could stop the people of God from going to where God wanted them. Through every obstacle, through Red Seas, through Goliath, he fed them, he closed them. He said, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. By his great power, he brought them out. Think of that power, a world power in Egypt. And God, his power came and delivered one and a half million to two million people. He brought them out and he said, when you go through the waters, when you go through fire, I'm going to be with you. And he brought these people out. And know what I've discovered in life? In Deuteronomy uh, 6.23, it says this, he brought them out to take them in. And there's a lot of Christians who got brought out of but they've never been delivered into. They're saved and miserable. Saved and miserable. There's no joy. There's no happiness. They're in no man's land. They've been brought out, but they've not been brought into the fullness of God, the full love of God, the grace of God, the fullness of the Spirit, this powerful overcoming life. They're just hanging in there. God never saved you to hang in there. He saved you so that you could be an overcomer. So that you can sing no matter what the circumstances. That's when Paul and Silas were in a prison. And they were in chains. And they were chained to a wall. And they weren't singing, my chains are off. They were singing, my chains are on. But God's still good. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Honestly, we need to sing in spite of circumstances. It's called a sacrifice of praise. And you're brought out, but have you been brought into it? I make no excuses for my passion. I was a drug addict for 10 years. And when you've been bound for 10 years, you get set free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. There's power in this gospel. There's power in God. There's power in the Holy Spirit. And if the church don't express this greatness, they're not going to look attractive. If you don't let your light shine, if you don't live this miserable life that some people are living, he brought you out to bring you in. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God for the power that's in the name of Jesus. He brought you out to bring you in. Liberty. So many are genuinely saved and miserable because the enemies robbed them. You started by grace and now you're trying to finish in the flesh by good works. And you won't be able to keep your own standard and you'll fall. Only by grace can I enter. Only by grace am I saved. God, God was saying, the fire and the rivers, they won't touch you. Don't get stuck in a halfway house with God. Don't get, don't, don't get stuck in despair and hopelessness. We've came through probably some of the most horrendous years that we've ever had as a nation. Don't get stuck. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Victory is not the absent of pain. Victory is not the absent of trouble. It's not the absent of feeling a sense of hopelessness. It's in spite of it. That's what gives you a testimony. That's what your testimony is all about. You should be dead, but you're alive. You should be out, but you're in. You shouldn't be here, but you are. You, you, you shouldn't make it, but you did. 
all because of God's grace. Because he said, I will be with you when you go through. I will be with you. I'll give you the strength you need. Victory. Where does the fire in the water lead you to? Psalm 66 in verse 1 says this. Let me read it to you. This is where the fire and the water leads, leads you to. Psalm 66 in verse 12. You, ha you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and we went through the water. But you brought us into a large place. Wow. You brought us into a large place. What is that place? It's Christ himself. You brought us into a place of liberty, a place of freedom. You brought us through. And by the way, when you go through fire and you go through water, God's testing. He's getting stuff out of us. He's dealing with your heart. He's doing something. I mean, nobody's the finished article. I mean, have you ever wanted to lay hands on somebody at great speed? Have you ever... Somebody just annoyed the life at you, or is it just me? You know, everybody looks great, by the way, but I'm just saying, have you ever, you know, have you ever had to pray in the Spirit as fast as you could? Because you're like, you know, have you ever prayed for your enemy? I mean, bless your enemies. <laughs> hugs, hugs. I'll hug you. I'll, I'll, I'll be like this. I've got a, this is my Christian hug right here. This is the Glaswegian version. Oh, I'm sorry for being real. I'm sorry that you're all sitting and saying, oh, no, I've, I've never ever had a thought like that. Well, God bless you. Pray for me. I need help. <laughs> when you go through, it tests what's in you. Who are you when nobody's looking? Who are you when you're in the fire? Who are you when you're being squeezed? And people are saying things that's not right. And people are talking about you. And the family's driving you crazy. And the kids are all up. And the marriage is squeezed. And the finance is tight. Who are you? You see, God's, God is interested in you being squeezed and molded into the image of his son. When you squeeze a Christian, do you get the fruits of the Spirit? You see, the fruits of the Spirit are the character of Christ. Who is Jay Fallon when he's gone through the waters? It's easy to be a Christian this morning. It's a lovely atmosphere. You all look lovely. I'm up here with my polished shoes and nice jacket. Everybody looks great. But when you're gone through the fire, when life is just being life, there's a God who says right in the midst of it, I am with you. Hallelujah. I'm with you. And I'm going to reveal, I need to let you go through. See, that's what happened to Peter. Maybe through the lockdown, you know, there was people who came through wonderful. And other people, maybe you came through and you, man, good, goodness me, God got some stuff in me through that lockdown. Remember Peter? Peter had a foot and mouth disease. Every time he opened his mouth, he put his foot in it. I'll die with you. I'll go. I can just picture Peter talking to Jesus and saying, can I have a word with you? I'll be honest with you, I'm not happy about Thomas. He's full of doubt. And John, he's a bit mystical. He's up there somewhere, my goodness. He didn't even know it was in his own heart. And God said, I'm going to need to, I'll die with you. Where you go, I go. You know the story. He denied him. And maybe during lockdown, you've no got, some people got great testimonies. Maybe you said, you know what? I failed in a few things in lockdown. God had to show me some stuff about myself. It wasn't great. And he said to Peter, don't worry, Peter. I am with you. 
I've prayed that your faith won't fail. What a God. He's prayed for you. He's going to bring you through it. So maybe this season, God was revealing stuff to you. Like, like I said, laying hands on people. <laughs> but attention here and there. Loving your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. <laughs> bless you. Have you ever done that? Bless, bless you. That's what I did. God bless them. Sometimes I pray, sometimes I get I make a mistake and say, blast them. Away from me. Get them away. And I say, sorry, Lord. I'm nothing like you. Break me again and mold me. Bring me through this. I don't want to come through this without being more like you. Dying to myself. Dying to my selfishness. Dying to that anger that's ruined so many relationships. Dying to that selfishness. Dying to that that that. Scrooge tight fisted spirit that I've got dying, 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 dying bring me through this Lord and he says well die to yourself lean into me and trust me and I'll bring you through and we're nearly there his presence he's going to be with you see that's why when Moses when they brought them out and they were going into the promised land they were going into the promised land weren't they and Moses said I'm not going in unless your presence goes with us. They were going into a land flowing with milk and honey. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people preaching that at the moment. Oh, prosperity, milk and honey. Isn't this great? This is wonderful. And Moses said, I don't want to go into the promised land unless your presence goes with us. What Moses was saying, who wants milk and honey if you're not there? Who wants church if you're not there? Who wants prayer meetings if you're not there? Who wants preaching if you're not there? Who wants that if you're not there? God, it's your presence that makes the difference. It's your presence that lets the world know that you're with us. It's your presence in my life. Who wants milk and honey? Because me and you know that milk and honey, riches and prosperity, don't bring peace. They don't bring joy. When you wake up in the morning, you've got a lump in your breast and the doctor said cancer. And more, all the money in the world can't do a thing from you. It's the presence and the power of a God who says, when you go through, I will be with you. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Well, maybe it's just me, but I really love that. Because I know I'm not going to have this energy all my life. I've got a funny feeling. It's just, I mean, I could be wrong, but I've got, to, I've got a feeling I'm going to go the way like everybody else does. I'm going to be dead. And I'm not going to be jumping up and down. I'm not going to be waving my hands. I'm going to, I'm hoping to have some energy, but you know what I mean. It doesn't last, it goes very quick. And I don't want to get there in my own strength. When I don't have the strength to do some of those things, I want to know, God, you're with me. You were with me when I was young. You took me from addiction. Now I'm old. One day I might reach for my wife's hand and it won't be there. She'll reach for mine and it won't be there. Me and my wife have always told each other, she's not my rock. She's not my rock and I'm not her rock. Don't build your life on me because I'm not building it on you. Get your life on him. 
Because when I'm not there, he will be. And we build our life on things. We get all these security things. And I'll tell you, they can go like that. They can just go like that. We just got a call a few days ago of a, a dear friend that, who we love dearly. Just went into the doctors with a small lump and all of a sudden it's cancer. It's like... Just like that. And if we don't know God is with us, you're going to go into despair, you're going to go into hopelessness. And God wants his church to know, when you go through, I will be with you. Even to your old age and your grey hair, I will be with you. I was laughing last night. People said, oh gee, I didn't recognise you. They never had the, never had the guts to say. I knew exactly what they were talking about. The hair. <laughs> I thought, just say it. I'm a Christian. I can handle it. I won't be offended. I won't leave church. And I thought, it started. And then they went, oh, you're looking wonderful, by the way. And I thought, yeah, too late now, love. <laughs> you're too late now. You've said it. You've said it. You didn't recognise me. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, look. COVID hair, white, not even grey, white at the sides. And I'm only 21. But God is with us. When I was young, now I'm old. And never have I seen the righteous forsaken. I need them, the older I'm getting, I need them more and more. My strength is gone. You see, when you're young, you're invincible, aren't you? You know, you walk by a, 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 a young guy's coming along the road a bit drunk and you're like, that's going to be okay. As you get older, you think, if you could move them to the other side, Lord, that would be wonderful. Because you start to get vulnerable. You start your, 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 own, your own strength, your, even your own thinking. And God said, no, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk you by the hand every step of the way to your old age and your grey hair. You see, Job, Job went through some stuff, didn't he? Are we okay for five minutes? The book of Job, what, what a book. Lost his family, all his business in a day. You talk about going through stuff. He said, when God has tested me, I will come forth as gold. All his children buried in the same day. All his children dead in the same day. All his business, sickness, lying in a heap of asses. And this is what he said. God gives. And we love that. Oh, God gives. And God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's a man whose faith is unshaken by the deepest pain that life can offer. He says some incredible stuff in the book of Job. God gives and God takes away. And then he's got this knowledge. As he's sitting there, he has this knowledge in him. I can't find him. I go to the left and he's not there. I go to the right. I've looked for him and I can't find him. But when he has tried me, I don't know where he is sometimes, but he knows where I am. And then he says an amazing thing in the midst of all his pain. I know my Redeemer lives, hallelujah. God will preserve us. How do we walk through? We, we walk through by faith. The Bible says, 
that without faith it's impossible to believe God. My eyes are seeing one thing, my feelings are feeling another, but I've got a Bible in front of me that tells me the truth and the devil comes and believe, believe me, he's real. How can God love you? I remember I heard a guy once, this is what said, because the devil gets a lot of people, pastor, with condemnation. There was a man who wanted to get out of ministry once. He said, God, I'm preaching. I'm preaching my heart out. I'm loving people and I'm not getting any love back. They're twisting my word. They're saying things about me that are not true. I've been stabbed in the back. I've been disappointed. I've been betrayed. I've had enough. I'm getting out of ministry. And he's saying all this to God. And God said to him, whatever they've said about you and whatever they know about you, it's nothing compared to the truth. What I mean by that is God really knows us and he's still with us. God really knows Jay Fallon and he's still with me. God really knows all my failures, all my little faults and all my, and he's with me. And for 30 years now, I can honestly tell you since he set me free, I've known his presence. He took this foolish addict lying on a mattress who couldn't put two words together, dyslexic, no education, alcoholic mother, nothing, nothing. And I can say to this day, I went through a, a drug program and I've never had a cigarette, a drink or a drug since. Through many trials and snares, we have already come. But I just want to encourage you this morning, when you go through, if you're going through, or when you go through, he says, I will be with you. I will keep you. When you need all the love you need is in me, all the grace you need is in me, all the strength you need is in me, all the guidance you need, all the wisdom you need, all the power you need, all the help you need is in the power of my son, Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. Amen. Will you stand with me for a moment? I don't know if it's possible. If it's not, it's okay. But I think it was that last song. It was so lovely. Is it? Is it possible to have that again or could, can the worship band come up? Is that all right, Pastor? Has God spoke to you this morning? Has God encouraged your heart? You feel better coming, going out than you did when you came in, that God is with you? It's not based on us, it's based on a covenant. Thank God for that. Can you say amen? God is with us this morning. If you need wisdom, ask for wisdom. If you need strength, ask for strength. He'll be a husband to you. He'll be a brother. He'll be a friend. He'll be a savior. He walks with you. I thank God for that. There's times in my life, honestly, I didn't think, I looked at my life and I thought, I could never be a Christian. God, you've got the wrong guy. I looked too far and I thought, I'm not going to make it. And he said, it's okay. He who started a good work in you will finish it. Will you just get up in the morning and say, God, I need you. And that's all I've done. And so many people are brought out of stuff and then they get stuck in a religious system 
There's no joy in it. There's no power in it. There's no laughter in it. Now, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, there's a kind of grace getting preached right now that, you know, God loves you anyway, no matter what you do. If you're living how you want, I'd say you've not even got grace because grace is this. Grace gives you the power to say no to everything that's ungodly. It's a grace to have a changed life. It's a grace to live in the power of God. It's a grace where you've got the power to say no to your flesh, no to sin, and no to self. It's a grace that gives you the power to die to yourself that the very life of Christ can be manifest in you, rise up within you. You see, I'm not striving to be. I need to die to be. I'm not striving to be. Have you ever tried that? Well, I'm just going to be patient. And just when you've just when you've nailed patience and then you need to nail long suffering by the time you've nailed that you're back at patience again and then you're back here you're trying to get all the fruits of the spirit and God said I'm not asking you to strive to be I'm asking you to die to be so that I can live in you so that my life and my power my victory my joy what did he say that my joy might be in you that my power might be in you that the very life of God, Zoe life, the breath of the Holy Spirit living in the church vibrantly, victorious. Not a false triumphant, everything's okay all the time. Kesara, we're all living a great life. No, through the tears, like Job, I know my Redeemer lives through the tears, through the grief, through the struggle, through the pain. But there's a God who says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I am with you. I will comfort you because I shed my very blood for you. And there's power in that blood. There's power in the blood. No condemnation. Your sin's been wiped clean. So you can trust him today. Maybe you've drifted. We'll drift back. He's calling you into this life. You might think it's okay for you this morning. You're all joyful. You haven't got a clue what I'm going through. You haven't got a clue about my life. And I've not got a clue about yours. But I know this. But by the grace of God, no matter what I'm going to go through, I'm not going to let the enemy rob me of the victory of Calvary and this resurrected life. I'm going to say, I know my Redeemer lives and I'll cry when I say it and I'll lie on the carpet because I really, 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 really need him. And so do you. And, then, and, and unless we got that hunger and we recognize our deep need for him, I'll tell you, you'll go on without him until a storm comes and then you won't be able to because your strength will fail. And there'll be a bigger mountain and giant in front of you. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Can we sing this song? Could you put the words up just so I can read them? Because I really, this song, I, I was nearly crying. I think, I, think it was, I think it was this one. Oh, is, is this the one that says, you hold me fast? Yeah. I mean, can I, just, can I just say to you, when you sing this, these words are so powerful. Look, you hold me fast. When the tempter who prevails.